Welcome to Alternatives to AA. This is Joshua Robinson, and I've been three years sober. And I'm Monique Robinson, and I'm two years sober. And we're here on a mission to help make the difficult journey of sobriety even easier to manage. Nobody in my world ever thought that I'd actually manage to be sober. So now we're taking what we've learned in the last decade to be able to help you too. And we're not against AA. We just need to learn how to manage the other 23 hours of the day. From communication to relationships to self-care, we're going to show you how to cope when your triggers try to take you down. Join us every Monday at 6 p.m. to uncover not only how to live without alcohol, but to thrive in sobriety and to swap out your addiction for a better life with the help of Alternatives to AA. So let's go. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Alternatives to AA. I'm here with AJ today, and we're going to talk about his uh, journey with sobriety, him, you know, working in the liquor store. And yeah, so we'll just go from there. Yeah, so AJ, um, so how did the drinking start for you? So the drinking started really at probably... I started at like 13 years old. Um, I've been drinking since I was young. It kind of like, you know, at first, like it was like one of those steps, like when you first start off drinking kind of deal, it's like, you're like, uh, you know, this is nice. Like, I like it. It, It's good. you know, I mean, at 13, you you really don't know. Like, you're not drinking to get drunk or anything like that. So when I was, when what? I started young, um, just because like my family in general, my family are a bunch of drinkers. Gotcha. You know, they they love to drink. Um, so it kind of it was definitely like a lot of pressure kind of put on me a, a little bit so at a young age to drink at that age. Were they were pressuring you sometimes? Yeah, it was. It was like I'd say like pressure, and more like they just didn't care. Gotcha. You know, like they they didn't care. They were like, oh who cares how old he is you know like especially like all my aunts and uncles they were like oh you know like Uh, it doesn't matter well that makes it really easy for you to get into into it like thinking that there's nothing wrong with it yeah exactly it's um it was definitely like it was crazy being like that young and being like oh shit i can have a glass of sangria you know like (laughs) Did, did did you feel like an adult like almost um, or not? Not really, because uh, a lot, a lot of all my other cousins are kind of a little bit older than me. Um, gotcha. So I really didn't feel like an adult. But you know, I'm. That's just kind of how it was in, in the family. It wasn't anything crazy. Um, so as that kind of went on, you know, I started just doing, you know, other stuff growing up. My, uh, so pretty much kind of what started really kicking off, like drinking for me was, uh, at like 16, my uh, parents got separated. Uh, so it was probably like, it was sophomore year going into my junior year. I went to DelVal high school for two years. And then after my two years there, my parents got separated and me and my father ended up moving to Phillipsburg. So I actually finished out my last two years of high school at Phillipsburg. (laughs) So from going from DelVal and and the cornfields, you go to Phillipsburg High School and you're like, where the hell am I right now? Like, this does not make any sense. It's totally different worlds, but close close to each other yeah distance but yeah it's totally different world totally like uh and i'm gonna be honest it's just the truth like it's a culture shock like you know you go from four african-american guys that are at delval to having you know half of the population of my grade was you know yeah blacks hispanics it that's just how it was and um i mean it kind of like Phillipsburg isn't the best town 
necessarily. It's not a good town. A lot of influences and stuff. And that's kind of when, like, my drinking really kind of started progressing. Yeah. Was, you know, after the divorce, like, that started hitting me. So I started using drinking to cope. Like, that was, like, one of my biggest things was using drinking as coping. Mm -hmm. And that's what I like to do the most is drink forget what was on my mind then wake up the next day and be like well shit it's still here i guess i gotta continue to drink even more yeah so i'd wake up and start drinking yeah um and a lot of my like my my old friends um and i say old friends because i dropped a lot of friends um a lot of a lot of my old friends they were um they, they weren't the best influencers at all like they just they were always telling me to do this, telling me to do that. And I was yeah. stupid. I was young, you know. I, I wasn't, I wasn't smart. Um, but it it kind of got to the point where I was like, I, I like, I don't know what I'm doing here. Like, I, I, I don't know. So, if you you know, kind of fast forward a little bit. Um, at I think twenty twenty one, right before I turned twenty one, I started working at Bourbon Street liquors oh, okay i know the one in peaberg no the one oh, sorry so actually it's the one um, 173 okay it's actually right up the road from um exit 12 off 78 okay right yeah, up yeah. the road they built a new liquor store there and one day i was driving by and i saw the new construction going up and i'm like what the hell is going there and the, at the time i was going to rvcc raritan valley for college classes yeah i was like what's going up there and I realized that it was a bourbon street getting put there. They started putting signs up like bourbon street coming here. Yeah. I was like, uh, at the time I was looking for a job. I was like, you know what? I might as well, I like to drink. I might as well go work at a liquor store. You know? Like, Is that what most of the, the people that work at a liquor store, they're usually drinkers probably. Right. Um, yes. And no, there was this one girl who like. She lived right across the road, pretty much, and yeah. she didn't drink at all. She just needed a close job. To exactly. Yeah, she yeah. could walk. I don't think she really drove, but, you know, she, she could walk to yeah. work, and that was that. Um, but everybody everybody else pretty pretty much drank. Gotcha. Um, so when the new construction got put up, I put in an application right away. I yeah. was like, oh, this is going to be perfect. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm 20. I'm about to be turning 21. I'll get, I'll get a discount on booze. Oh, like. Yeah. Oh my God, this will be perfect. So um, I go in when they finally finished, like pretty much all the construction. They were just about to start opening up, and I uh, go in and I met my manager at at the time. And I went in and I said, "Hey, are you guys hiring anybody?" And he said, "Yeah, you, yeah, we are." And I was like, "Awesome! Like, is it okay if I apply?" Yeah. So I did, and I hadn't have heard back from him. Uh, yeah, it, it was. It's been like a couple, uh, like a couple days, three days. Because he said at first he was gonna call me right back, and I was like, okay, oh, I'll wait. And then like four or five days started rolling around. <laughs> I was like, all right, I, I'm gonna give this guy a call just to you know, kind of you know, be up on it a yeah, little bit. Yeah, for sure. And uh, he said, oh, dude, and I got sidetracked. I forgot to call you. And I was like, he's like, you got the job. So nice. I went in, um, filled, like, filled out all the paperwork, all the W-2s and everything like that. And I, yeah. I started working there. And I first started off as just like register, like stocking, mm-hmm. the, the beer fridge, um, all that. Yeah. And like I said, I was only 20 at the time. So I wasn't 
necessarily supposed to be drinking, <laughs> but you know, my like a bunch of my friends who were older than me would come in like before I got off. Sometimes I'd give them a discount, and then yeah, they, they would buy stuff. Yeah, for, they would for buy me stuff for me. I'd unlock my <laughs> unlock my car inside the liquor store. I'd be like, "Yo, my car's unlocked. Just throw it in the trunk, bro." <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. So, um, like that's it. It was just it's a crazy environment too. Um, you you see so many different like people yeah. that go in there man like you have your people who come in every day mm. and get two two fists of aka two fists of of anything yeah and they they come in and they're like oh two pints of smirnoff and sometimes i'd even see them outside the window i'd see them pull up mm. and i'd be like oh grab two bottles of 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 two pints off the, off the countertop because oh, really? i knew exactly who they were i knew exactly what car they drove and i'm like all right i had them ready to go at, at the counter and they oh, can't wow. the same routine every single day Dang. every single day um and there was there was a, a, a couple dozen people that came in and probably did the same thing every day um it's cra wow. it's crazy to see you know what alcohol does i mean on the outside, I didn't see it, but in the inside, yeah. I did see it. You know, like I, I saw all the people who came in every other day, who came in every single day, and they just they bought the same stuff. And you, you could tell, you know, yeah, that's something's going. Like that's not that's that's how uh, Monique was. She, really, she like uh, with vodka, you know, just like oh, oh, it was always this, the. Yeah, I think Smirnoff. Smirnoff. Yeah, yeah just that like, was like the top you know, seller. Yeah, there. it's not yep. ex expensive. It's like what, like twenty bucks or who knows. Yeah, but cheap. Yeah, so like that was always her her go to. Like it was just always like two. Yeah, like you said, it two. was two. It was never one. It always, oh, always two. Always two. And just in case you lose one or something. <laughs> well, it, or you're just thinking to yourself sometimes. You know, from our perspective, mm -hmm. um, especially you know being an alcoholic. Yeah. At, and not me not knowing, but, you know, I would always buy two bottles at the, like, when I did turn 21 and mm -hmm. I was finally able to start buying booze, yeah. I'd buy, like, a 750, not, like, a handle, the 750. Yeah. I'd be like, is this really enough to get me through the night? <laughs> like, that's, that's, that's what I started to think. Like, yeah, there's, I might polish this off like tonight and they don't, don't want to go back and like and i don't drunk or yeah like mess something up exactly yeah, so I you know you. what i did is i bought a handle instead yeah you know it started it went from 750s and tolerance starts growing and started getting into handles yeah um Easy. so pretty much you know i i was working at the liquor store it was definitely not a good spot for me to be in because we would have, uh, it's crazy to say, but we'd have like salespeople come in at like 9.30, 10 o'clock in the morning yeah. and they want you to try, oh, yeah, you know, sample it out. 15 different bourbons, 15 different wines. They're like bringing bags that roll in that oh, like hold all the wine and bourbon and, you know, sample bottles for you to. They're trying to get their product into the store. Yeah. So, you know, it would usually be me and my manager opening up. At that at the time, I, I became assistant manager because I was there for two years. Yeah. I became assistant manager, and I was like, oh, all right, like, I got a good place here, you know? Like, I didn't think at the time I had a problem at all. Like, I didn't think I had a problem. Yeah, that's the worst part about it. Like, the usually, like, the worst the addiction is the less 
you think you have a problem and you can man you think you can manage it like if i really wanted to quit i could quit tomorrow like kind of stuff like that that's what i always told myself yeah if you know i always thought i could quit like and just be like oh, i'll just take like you know yeah. a couple weeks off three weeks off I, no. Uh, no you i always wanted more like that's the thing like yeah. i was always like i gotta have more i gotta have more so you know working there and then getting taste t- uh, taste tests and stuff like that when when all the salespeople would come in yeah i'd be drunk at work at 10 30 <laughs> in the morning and then me and my manager are looking at each other like uh are we gonna do like U- uber eats or something like we gotta get something to eat too we're, we're on empty stomachs didn't even eat breakfast yet and we got 15 little shots of bourbon in us and, oh and wine God. yeah i mean it, it like the experience working there was it was fun at the time yeah until like i kind of really started going down like a bad path yeah um so it was probably about three three and a half years i I worked at the liquor store for and then i got into the carpenters union okay so i um my stepdad actually got me in and i was there for about and probably like a month after i had like my interviewing process and everything like that and they called me up and they said hey we get we got a job for you to go over to i was like perfect awesome like i'm getting out of the liquor store like i'm gonna miss it here but I always saw in the back of my head, like, I'm going to know the guys who still work there. Mm. So I'm still going to be able to go there on the way home from work and get a discount <laughs> on the booze. So I'm like, all right, You're you know. missing out on that, exactly. that discount. That's important. <laughs> yeah, bro. The discount was always important going there. So I was like, all right, you know, like, um, I'll stop on my way home. And so I, I started working over at Johnson & Johnson. Um, that was my first gig uh, in the union. And... Um, you know, me with my mentality, I thought, you know, work hard, play hard. Yeah, yeah, I get that. And that's <laughs> like, that's like a big, that was a big thing for me. Like, you know, I'm going to work my ass off. I'm going to make as much money as I can. Yeah. I'm going to go home and, you know, play hard. And party. Yeah. yeah, party it up. Yeah, no, I, and it, there's a good rationale behind that kind of, right? It's like, at least it's, you're motivated to work hard, right? At least you're doing the hard work, but. But yeah, it can obviously go overboard with the with the partying part. Yeah, it can sure. it can one hundred percent go overboard. Um, sometimes you don't you don't think you're going overboard, and especially like me being an alcoholic, like yeah. I I always went overboard. Yeah, like for sure. I, and so pretty much, I, I, I started the gig, you know. And after work, what I do is. I think to myself in my head on the drive home, I'd be like, all right, how much left do I have at the house? Like, how much Jack Daniels do I have? How much do I have enough beers at the house? Like, (laughs) planning it all out. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, literally planning out my afternoon after I got out of work. Yeah. On the drive home. Yeah. Would that, like, for would that like excite you because for me that was like the best part of the day dude the best part so excited oh dude the best part of the day was being able to get out of work yes and be like all right let's let's go go. it's 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 time to (laughs) drink yeah like i worked my like i i feel like me working in an aspect Mm -hmm. it kind of like i was like all right i just worked my butt off all day yeah i'm like all right now I can go hard. Yeah, you have all those stressors. You're like building up all this pressure all day long that needs to be released. 
Does it have to be drinking? No. But like that's a that's the easiest way because you don't have to put in as much effort to to just like calm down. A hundred percent. Yeah. And like so for me, like what I do now a lot is like when that stress builds, like I'll work out or something. Mm -hmm. But no, I totally understand what you're saying about that. Just like you get so excited about it because you're like, I I put everything into work today. Mm -hmm. I need a release and like you know, this is what's coming and I'm so excited. Yeah. But but generally speaking, it wasn't as like from my experience, it wasn't as good as I ever thought it was going to be. Right. I made it up to be like this huge, like it's going to be the best thing ever. And sometimes it was good, but a lot of times, you know, I wake up the next day, I'm like, Oh my God, did I actually say that? Or did I actually do that? And like embarrassed with yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, at first when I kind of started going home after, after work and being like on my way home, they, like I said, like planning, yeah. like, you know, do I have enough booze at the house to to get me the way I want to feel tonight? Yeah. And I always thought, I'm like, all right, you know what? I, I better stop. Mm. Uh, I should stop at the liquor store real quick. And I'd stop at the same one that I always worked at because it's right on the way home. You got the discount. I got the discount. So it's even better. <laughs> I'm like, perfect. I go home. And this this is no lie. Like I go home and what I do is I'd probably pour an 85 to 25 percent Jack Daniels. Yeah. Jack and Coke. That was my go-to. Oh, really? That was mine too. Jack and Coke <laughs> was my go-to. I it was like it was like crack for me. Like it was so to the first sip when you get that first sip in you when you get home. Yeah. It get it's like sits in your stomach for a little bit and you're like it feels weird at first and you're yeah. like ah I don't know if I'm in the mood and then next thing you know it's like Man. a switch in my head. Yeah. I'm like Oh, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Like, so I do literally just jack, 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 jack. Coke, coke. And then just a couple yeah. splashes of Coke. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're saying you did 85%. Yeah. 85% jack. I, I would do, I would, I would like do like kind of more like 50, 50, but it's, that's a lot of sugar then. Yeah. <laughs> if you're drinking a lot. Well, what I do is I'd get like the Coke zero. So I wouldn't oh, think gosh, I would be yeah. doing a lot of sugar, but. The alcohol doesn't help either. No. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like, you know, I would be like, oh, okay. Like, well, you know. But uh, yeah, the Jack is good though, for sure. Uh, like, I Honestly, out of, yeah, for me, I like that. Yeah. I'd start taking shots of tequila oh, yeah. with lime. Like put the <laughs> lime in and everything. Yeah. That's where it was at. Yeah, that, that was good stuff. That's when I had my fun. And I, I remember like kind of when COVID hit and um, at, like before the pandemic even, I was having buddies over. Yeah. Um, because unfortunately what my drinking caused me to do is to stop kind of working a little bit. Like I, I was working for a good period of time for like nine months mm -hmm. in the union at that at that gig that I had. Um, and throughout that time I was drinking, you know, like I was still going home, I was going balls to the wall every single night. Yeah. And that's just how it was. Like I didn't think anything was wrong with it. Mm. I was like, you know, I work hard. Yeah. Why can't why can't I go home and, and enjoy, you know, getting like getting a buzz going or, yeah. you know, I didn't think anything was wrong with that. I thought that was completely normal. And and just saying like a lot of guys in the union do operate like that for mm -hmm. a long time. Like, yeah. and there's nothing good about it, but I like, you know, I've, I've worked in the union like a, a couple days here and there. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, it's just because like it's that whole mentality of 
doing everything hard. So you mm-hmm. work hard, you, you know, you drink hard, whatever, mm-hmm. you go into other stuff, you have sex hard, whatever. So like everything's <laughs> hard. There's no, there's no, there's no like room for softness because it's a hard, because union's not easy. It's, you have no. to, you have to be uh, like strong mentally to, to do, do a job like that. And it, and it takes, it's very stressful. So I understand why some people, you know, go to the drinking because it is, it's not an easy job. That's for sure. No, it's not. It definitely, you know, it's, it's not an easy job. And, you know, I, yeah. And you, this is what I choose as a career. Yeah. You know, this is exact. this is what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, it has its up and downs. Like you can deal with a foreman who's going to be an asshole. You can deal with a lot of people, uh, your partner. It doesn't matter who it is. Mm-hmm. It can be anybody in that, in the union mm-hmm. who is gonna be a dick to you yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just it's, it's how it's how it rolls yeah and it's just part of the <laughs> yeah it's and but like you said it's the it's work hard play hard and uh, unfortunately for me like i didn't see it being a problem going home every night and having six seven drinks and by 7 30 i'm i'm passed out because i'm so drunk yeah and i i just i didn't think anything was wrong with it i'd get up i'd you know, I was kind of like a functioning alcoholic a little bit. Like, <laughs> I'd get up, I'd be like, "All right, time to go to work." I feel like shit, but I'm still gonna go to work. Like, yeah. And it kind of just took over a little bit. Um, like I just started feeling really weird in the morning after a night of drinking, and I'd call out of work and be like, oh, "I'm not making it in." And you know, I and what had happened is I was on this one job, and um, I called out on a Friday, I think it was. And he was like, hey, I'm not going to need you again. And I was like, oh, great. Like, I just messed this gig up. And you you don't want to mess those gigs up, you know. And especially if you have it good there, too. And that was the thing. I had it good there. But my drinking just kind of overtook everything man like it just it's It's all consuming it started at a young age like just drinking like nothing's wrong nothing's wrong like going to work nothing was wrong like it was all good yeah and then it just started kind of just taking over and like taking my life over pretty much and like i still like the alcohol like mentality in you yeah you don't think nothing's wrong no like you don't you just think like this is normal. Like you, you <laughs> constantly think that this is normal to go home and drink a half a handle in a night. Yeah. This is, it's normal, but it's not, it, no. it's not. So I just, you know, I, I was in the union for, I want to say probably a year, a year and a half I, I was in. And I, I got to the point where, you know, before the pandemic, um, was drinking a lot, wasn't really working because of, you know, coronavirus going around and yeah. the, the everything. I, I was, I was working in the union at that time. Yeah. And yeah, I can relate to that because one guy got sick the day before. And so everyone in that worked in the whole facility at uh-huh. the, um, the airport, Newark airport, like no one could like work for like 10 days. Yeah. It's like, what? Mm-hmm. are you serious but yeah so you had to deal with well that, that well that's the thing and especially like i was at i was working for a bms yeah Br- no bsm bristol Square myers okay and they were really strict on that kind of stuff too you oh. know like especially with covid and everything like yeah. one person 
comes up like you're all done for the rest for the rest of the week or for even for it could even be longer it all it all depends and that's what sucks for the for the workers because like oh where am i going to get money from now exactly you know? and i mean some people could collect unemployment i mean that that was a big thing when you know the pandemic hit true but that also brought out a lot of my drinking because <laughs> i was just home and i was like all right i'm just gonna party all day like yeah this is going to be perfect. I'll collect unemployment and I'll just stay home and drink all day. Like I was like, this is a perfect scenario for me. Like I can make money while drinking, I guess kind of in, yeah. in a way. And I was like, all right, that's can't, that's, can't lose there. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is perfect. Um, so I lost that gig at Bristol Square Myers. Um, due, due to me not showing up to work. Like I just, I'd call out, I got laid off yeah. and I was like, all right, well, you know, like I just mentally wasn't in the right place. I don't know what it was. Hmm. Um, I just mentally wasn't in the right place. I was just using a lot of my anger, I think. I don't even know what my anger was really even towards, to be honest with you. Huh. But I was just, I was getting so drunk, man. Like yeah. all I remember is like, I just, every single day, I would just get so effed up. Like, I don't know what I was doing with myself, man. Like, you know, you party in high school and whatever like that, but then you get out of high school and you're like, you're planning a career and you're doing all all these other things. And this drinking just started catching up to me. Mm. And I was just like, all right, this is, this is getting, this is getting crazy. Like I'm yeah. drinking a lot like and when i'm saying i'm drinking a lot i'm going through probably three quarters of a handle in a night oh wow yeah like i was getting to a really bad point like yeah. waking up and i'm feeling pains in, in my oh, in my back like kind of like like every day you were drinking like that much oh every day every day every day man every day i was drinking i was drinking at least three quarters of a handle i'd wake up and because I wasn't working, I'd wake up and what would happen is I never really threw up at night huh. like I, from drinking too much. Yeah. The next day I would, I would throw up. Oh, because you're feeling like sick from I, I'm feeling sick from every drinking the whole all last night. The yeah. night before, I'm like, man, I feel crazy. Like, oh. And what would happen is I would, I would puke for like two, three hours straight in the mornings. Oh, my God. Like I only puked in the morning. I never puked at night. I would always puke in the morning. And. I would puke to the point where I have like nothing in my stomach left and I'm puking up acid, uh, like yellow acid. Yeah. And it, it, dude, it's just, it hurts your throat. It's it, like, uh, you can just tell like your stomach hurts. Like you don't want to eat all day. Yeah. Um, it was like, it was like one of the worst feelings that I've ever had. Like, it, and I didn't care. Yeah, like, because you cared so much about the drinking that the bad Mm -hmm. didn't, didn't like yeah. you're still like i'm gonna get that little good feeling or no it's it's crazy with the drinking like i definitely had a problem like more so with binge drinking for me mm -hmm. um but i never had it to the extent where i i had to do it every day no matter what that's how, that's how monique was as well and and she would uh throw up a lot as as well like mm. um at night or more in the morning in the morning too yeah and, and like for the most part um because i guess like the alcohol wears off and just everything feels horrible yeah. so but but yeah it's it's interesting because i feel like if i drank every day like like that it's definitely a lot harder to break than let's say if i was only doing it like every other day but yeah. hard like when i'm talking like i would drink like like 40 
drinks in a, in a day or something like that. <sighs> like then, throughout throughout the whole day? Uh, honestly, a lot of times, like <laughs> from like five till ten. Wow. I drink that much. Wow. Yeah, I could drink a lot. Like, But like I had a hard job too, so I'm like, oh, my back hurts, so it's okay. And I was chug, chug. But yeah, I would, I would have like 40 drinks, usually 20 to 40. But like I said, it wasn't every day. Mm-hmm. So you just went kind of more on like the, the binge drinking kind of route? Yeah. So yeah. it's just interesting because so for you, it's every single day. Every single day. Yeah. And some days, I mean... It, it, it was every single day, but some days for me, it was more like, all right, I feel like absolute crap. I can't drink the hair of the dog away. Like, <laughs> I just need to relax in bed and I'll pick the drinking up back tomorrow, like the next day. Like, I knew it was going to happen. I was going to feel better when I woke up the next yep. day. Four or five o'clock rolls around and I'm like, all right, time time to make my Jack and Coke. And it's time to go. Like, <laughs> Did you ever tell yourself, like, I'm never drinking again. Oh my! Do, every everybody says this. You you'll see people tweet about it. You'll see people post on Facebook. Yeah. I have the worst hangover. I'm never drinking yeah. again. It's not gonna happen. Like I'm sitting on the toilet puking. I'm like <laughs> thinking in my head, I, I I can't drink anymore. Like I can't do this to myself. Next day I'm back. I'm back doing it. Crazy. And every everybody says this too. There's yeah. so many people. Who, who go through the same thing. Yes, They're, it's true. And they don't think anything, like, you know, anything's wrong with it. They're like... Yeah, I, it is kind of crazy, right? And, it, like, everyone jokes about it. Oh. They're like, ha-ha, this is hilarious. Yeah, ha-ha, <laughs> this is so funny. I'm pu- puking, puking my brains out, but yeah. it's, it's, it's crazy. And then... You know, I I was going on that road and it just kind of got even even more out of control. Back when I was, I left this part out, but back when I was 19 or I think I was, no, I was 21 at the time. Um, I was down at Barnegat Light, which is a, a beach. Okay. Um, I was down there with like five buddies. My buddy had a beach house down there. Oh, nice. And we were on the beach. We were drinking, having a good time. I was probably like half a half a handle of Hennessy deep at at the time. And um, you, it's kind of one of those scenarios where you walk over the dune, mm-hmm. and then the beach is right there. And yeah, then yeah. when you walk back over the dune, it's like kind of like a strip of houses. So you can walk from the house to to the beach. Yeah. Um, so my car was parked on like the street. So what had happened is I went to my car and I went to go get like some waters for all of us. Yeah. And as I went to go get some waters, a cop car pulled up and oh, I was like, okay, what is, like, what is this cop car doing here? Yeah. Excuse me. And he was, um, he was like, uh, he was like, what, what, it's so like, cause I was so drunk. I can like, yeah, don't really like I really don't remember, <laughs> but he was like, what, what are you doing? And I was like getting waters from my car. Like, yeah, what to, does like, it look like cop? <laughs> yeah. Like, like I'm going to get waters from my car. Like, what, is there a problem here? Uh, officer? Like, and he said, um, he said, well, you, have you been drinking today? And I was like, yeah, I've been drinking today. Of course, I'm on the beach. I'm on vacation. Oh shoot! And I had in New Jersey. It is it is a law where if you have your keys in your pocket, you have the intent to drive. That's not true, though. It is that that's the law. That's that's one that's one of the laws. I is mean, you can have your keys in your pocket because you're walking around 
at, at the mall. Yeah, you know? but but I think well, he asked me. He said he said, "Is this your car?" And of course, I, dude, I'm not thinking anything. I'm yeah, so obliterated relax. that I'm just like I'm like, yeah, it's my car, dude. I just I like, what do you think? I'm going into some random car like with my keys on me. Yeah, like, oh, and man. he just he said, well, he said that apparently they got some complaint. Mm-hmm. or something from like a neighbor about us being loud or something yeah. like that and that's why he had came and he thought i was driving uh, um and he said like oh you got you got the intent to drive and i was like dude i have no intent to drive my car like i, I don't know what he's talking about yeah and he he pretty much just said all right well like radioed in called <laughs> his backup i'm like oh great he's got backup coming now yeah so, well, he probably at that point was like well i got called out here so i have to do something you yeah, know he didn't want to like probably leave empty hand and it was like one of those rent cops though yeah, you know like, like the like beach it. cops that don't <laughs> know anything like they're just a rent cop and he you know, i was just so obliterated to the point where i was like all right whatever i'm just gonna say yes to everything that this cop asked me like and and he said, all right, we're going to have to do a, a test on you, like a DUI test. And I was like, for what, dude? I wasn't driving my car. He said, but you have your keys inside your pocket. So it's the, and you're right. Like I was in my car, not like driving. The car wasn't on. Like, yeah, you're not just dri- like moving. You're I was just waters. getting waters. I'm getting other stuff, um, like a football or something. Yeah. And he like he snuck up on me because as I'm getting out of the car, I turned and he's right there and yeah. he starts asking me all these questions and me being drunk and stupid. I'm like, uh, yeah, sure. Yes, <laughs> this is my car. Yeah, of course. And he said, all right, well, I'm going to need you to stay here. And I was like, OK, like this is weird. Hmm. And his um buddy showed up and after his buddy showed up, they were like, all right, we're going to have to do a DUI test on you. Yeah. And mind you, I'm I'm gone. Yeah, you're like, like I'm going to fail I'm this. I'm like, dude, really? Is <laughs> so, this even worth it? Like, I literally told you, like, I'm hammered right now. Yeah. Um. So they, like, made me walk in a straight line. Mm-hmm. Full under the story is I ended up getting booked for a DUI. Yeah. Crazy. So, and in New, in New Jersey, a DUI costs around 10, 12 grand. Yeah. And that's pretty much what it was. And and still to this day, I'm paying surcharges. I got to pay $1,000 every year for a surcharge. Yeah, that's crazy. I would have said you should have fought it. But like you said, they you did have the keys and they I guess they could... I don't, that as evidence. I don't, That's and so listen, crazy. man, it was, I was done. Like, I was admitting to stuff that I shouldn't have been admitting to. Like, <laughs> I could have just said to the officer, like, hey, this isn't my car. Yeah. Like, and just kept walking to the beach house or something, you know, just kept walking and not even minded like him, like just yeah. said, all right, I'm just going to keep walking. But that didn't happen. So I got a DUI then, and like I said, I'm still paying surcharges from that. And like, like I'm not the type of person to go and actually like getting. Like I always just said, you know what? If I get a place to stay, I ain't. I'm not getting in my car. No, like, smart. Like I would never <laughs> ever smart. drive drunk. Like I just, I just wouldn't do it. Like because no, I'm like, that's awesome. What's the point? Yeah, no, I agree. For me, I drove drunk all the time, but really? just by myself. And I know, like now thinking about it, like I. You know, I could have hit into somebody. Mm-hmm. But I never like drove with anyone else. So I was like, well, if I die, it's just me, right? And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I've gotten actually you know, multiple DUIs for you know like drinking, driving, and yeah, I actually had to go to jail for it for a bit. So that was oh annoying. wow, yeah. But you'd think after the first one, I would 
learn my lesson, right? Mm -hmm. But that's just how it is with this. They're like, I wasn't really my fault, blah, blah, blah. Like, mm -hmm. I was texting. That's why. That's why I got pulled over. Mm -hmm. Not because I was drunk. Because both times I um, got DUIs, I was texting. Once in Easton, like, I just got out of the um, <laughs> that one bar. This, uh, uh, not the sandbar, right? No, the, the older one. They, it's not like a bar anymore. I'm trying to think. That was the one where everyone like always fought and. Was it on the Phillipsburg side or in uh, Easton? Easton, Easton? It was side. in the Eastern side. Yeah. Was it the standard? Like it wasn't like one of the clubs, was it? It was a club, yeah. So it could. It was probably either standard or, or um one of those other clubs that are right there. I forget the clubs' names, but it's like there's standard and and another one. Yeah, I think it was the other one. But either way, like you know. I was just driving, like I was texting the one girl that I, that I hung out with, you know, like mm -hmm. saying weird stuff <laughs> and then bam, got pulled over. And then the second time, once again, I was, I was driving to a girlfriend's house, actually her college to her dorm. And, you know, I was, I was looking down texting and then I didn't realize that the road wasn't going straight anymore. It was oh, this way, this way. Oh, so I hit on the brakes and I hit into a tree that time. Like going like sixty miles per hour. Yeah, cops showed up and everything too. Oh yeah, yeah. I had, to, uh, I had to like, it was so crazy, man. But I thought I was actually gonna get hurt that time because I hit into the um, the tree pretty hard. Mm -hmm. But all I had was like a little scratch on me. But yeah, it's it's great that you never did that because. <laughs> well, from what you're telling man, me, you yeah, it's um, terrifying. Even even now, I'm I'm like. I'm scared driving because like I'll, I'll see cops. I'm like, Oh my God, am I driving? Right. Even though I'm not drinking anymore, mm -hmm. it's still now, terrifies how, how, me. Did you lose your license for a long time? Uh, yeah. 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 For, um, like two years. Sucks, dude. It's you feel it's, it's so, it's so annoying because you feel like, like a child, right? You do, but you're not. And it's annoying. Cause you do. And that, that makes you want to like, sometimes like, ah, fuck it, I'm going to drink. But mm -hmm. obviously I, I, I didn't, um, and I have it in like almost like four years now. I think the twenty third of this uh, this month is is when I've been sober for four years. Oh wow, awesome! Yeah, that's man. awesome, man. Yeah, that's How long awesome. You've been sober for I so I've actually I've been sober for about. Um, I went into rehab. We'll get into that, but okay. I, I um I went into rehab October eighth of now. It would be considered last year. Okay, nice. So or no. A year ago, because this, this, what's it called? This would be October 8th. No, because it wasn't this October. It was the past October 8th. So it's been a year and about. A couple months. Yeah, about four. What would it be? Four months. Thanks for listening to Alternatives to AA. If you would like to contact us directly, please shoot us an email at alternatives2aa2021 at gmail.com. We also hope that you continue to join us on Mondays at 6 p.m. You can watch us live on YouTube. You can subscribe to us that way as well. You can leave us a five-star rating and follow us on Spotify. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, we ask that you please leave a rating and an honest review. We'll see you next week. Bye.